Hey friends, I want to thank you for listening once again. And in the spirit of transparency, I want to tell you how I am making these podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's literally the easiest way that I found that I can make a podcast. It's free and the app actually comes with uh, tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts get your actual audio and you don't have to do anything. That's beautiful. You can make money from it. There's no minimum listenership that you have to have in order to be able to create income from this podcast. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So you just have to download the free Anchor app or go to A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. It's Dr. Erica R. Jones, the host of the Art of Transition podcast. You know how it goes. Got somebody special talking to us today. Typically, we let our guests introduce themselves. Hi, I am Dr. Renee Amin. I am known as the Pink Love Specialist. I am an LGBTQ faith based trauma advocate as well as a relationship wellness coach. And I am so honored and so blessed with you all today. It is a pleasure to have you here. You said you said a mouthful, like you are doing a lot these days. And, you know, the podcast is all about, you know, transitioning um, from one thing to another. So tell the people what that means and, and like where you came from and just a little bit about your journey. Oh, man, my journey started 40 some odd years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... I have, uh, you know, they, they used to say in church, I've been through a storm. So I always joke and say, oh, I've been through a tornado, a hurricane, a tsunami. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, it's the truth, but it you is. You're still here. I'm still here. And, and I'm grateful for that. You know, my, my journey began very early with some family tragedy, some, my uh, assault, and just loss of children, drug addiction, loss of relationships, loss of family. Like fast forward 20 years later, and here I am sitting here helping people with their relationships, helping people with their faith-based trauma. And I'm a former minister, you know? Um, It's just been so many elements of my life that I have had the honor and I always talk about having the honor because I don't believe I don't take anything for granted that I've had the honor of coming through that now allows me to help people today so I always joke and say like I'm when people say I'll never judge you and people like no I'm, I'm sure I'll tell you something that'll make you be like whoa I can tell you unless it something that has to do with an extraterrestrial there is probably nothing no one can say to me 
<laughs> that I that I'm on, but what has got me here is grace. That's the truth, you know. It's 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 the and grace because from like I dropped out of high school, mm-hmm. and I dropped out of high school because biological mother and grandmother, sister and brother were killed. Oh God. And, you know, and this is post my assault, post this, that, and the third. And so even up until, I guess that's 2019, I just had a surgery that almost left here on the table, mm. you know, and, and coming out of this, this, which was a hysterectomy, so that, it just has made me become more in tune with life and so now I'm like absolutely committed to helping people build better relationships in their lives mm-hmm. and create better experiences in their life in a TQ community helping mm-hmm. them heal this conversation of what society or the or even some churches try to tell them that they're not which Got is, it. you know, a child of God. They, they this place tell them that they're not that. And so that's why I um, it has become important for me to engage in that conversation with people. You're doing some serious work for others, and you know, just from those little tidbits of your past, it's like you also had to do some serious work on yourself. Like, what tools do you feel like? Um, you implemented or any like strategies uh, I know you mentioned grace but is there is there anything that you can like point to like any any type of um, book or any type of um, person that really kind of helped you get through all of that stuff oh absolutely his name was Dr. Weber <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw every week for five years straight this is a psychiatrist that you yes, saw? Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, it was, a psych- it was a psychiatrist. And, you know, I had been even, I had been institutionalized for like weeks. Like one week here and then I came home and then I had to go back and I was in there for like two weeks down in, you know, Philadelphia where I'm originally from. Mm-hmm. And... I have to say it was those conversations, it was medication, it was learning skills, coping skills. So like I really, I had always been journaling like Mm -hmm. here and there, but journaling began to be, I have to put down all of the thoughts that I didn't know what to do with. Right. And so journaling helped me. I will also say that I, like there were people in my life that and some of them are still in my life and some of them are not but they were so compassionate and they were so loving and they were so understanding because I was like a force to be reckoned with I was un, I was, I don't like to use the word unhealed but I'll use that for this conversation uh-huh. I was unhealed and causing damage everywhere I went Oh wow! Like a like a tor- like a, like a tornado, the storms, <laughs> like the storms that, that you went through. <laughs> you became exactly. the storm. 
<laughs> exactly. You know, I have a book called Domestically Cursed, where I talk about this three-year abusive relationship that I was in. And after I got out of that relationship, I jumped into another relationship, and then I began to be the abuser. Even though it wasn't physical, it was still emotional and verbal abuse nonetheless. So I became everything that I had gotten out of because I thought, all I got to do is keep rolling on. You know, and especially... In communities of color, like we get, we, it's this this struggle conversation. We, it's like, oh, you just got to get through. It's something to cons- consistently, and so right. you're consistently rolling to the next thing, to the next relationship, to the next job. There's no, it wasn't. I don't want to say no because that's that makes it uh, uh, absolute. In my life, there wasn't really an encouragement to stop and breathe. Mm-hmm. It, pray about it and move on. Mm. So where do you feel like you learned the ability to just like pause? Like it's okay to just exist. And as you said, breathe. If it wasn't in your community, if it wasn't around you, did, did your psychiatrist do that? Or did you just learn over time? I learned over time because his, he was, his work was, me to unpack all of the abandonment issues and all of the uh by you know that diagnosed me as bipolar Mm -hmm. you know I had all this suicidal ideation it was just a lot of stuff so he was like tackling the what he could right within his wheelhouse as a (laughs) always used to call him the you know your old Jewish man like let's, let's have this conversation but he in that regard but there were things that he could not touch because it was part of my culture it was part of my 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 culture my up my verse so I have to be honest with you and here's the real truth Mm -hmm. I don't think I learned how to pause until 2018 wow so that's this is very recent it was very recent because I just kept rolling on and then from to 2018 mm-hmm. my my mom that raised me mm-hmm. died my brother died my marriage ended mm. my I left ministry mm. my health was in jeopardy I looked up and I was just on one of my friends couches in their house with trash bags in the corner and nothing I had no job my job the job I had at the time had been off I had no unemployment <laughs> everything mm. was just gone it was just like something came through it was like nope we're not doing this anymore and just wiped everything out back to back to back like it was happening so fast that as soon as I exhaled I was inhaling again mm. and, and holding so, that breath right right and so 2018 I was like whoa like what just happened bad fight like I had got slid in the jaw mm. <laughs> I'm from Philly so you know it was yeah. slid in the jaw right yeah. I got points <laughs> in the jaw and got up shell shocked like where did everybody go like that's how I felt wow. when everything hit the hit this and then I started to just sit with some things and process some things and 
I, I had to take that pause. And I was like, you know what, Renee? Action ends with you. Mm-hmm. Not everybody else. Like, you can roll on to the next thing, or you can deal with all of this all of this hurt and it doesn't have to and I mean depression was there um, if I can be frank the biggest catalyst in that was one night I'm in the house I was like my friend uh, whose house I was staying and she had went she had left and I was in the room and I think I had called my, my someone in my life at the time and I just was trying to talk to them and I just and I started crying and I got off the phone and I had like this huge bottle of like Tylenol or leave or something. Got me a glass of wine and I took every pill in the bottle mm. and I laid down and got up the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Woke up the next day like I had just ate a Tic Tac and went to bed. Like it, it I didn't, <laughs> any nothing I didn't feel sick I didn't feel and I was heated and I was just like okay you were angry that you didn't get sick or or pass away you were angry then yes and I was like okay so clearly (laughs) clearly I am not going anywhere so what can I do to really get to my healing, mm-hmm. and that's and that's where um, it wasn't even it wasn't even a psychiatrist. It really was my my circle. Mm-hmm. It really was the people in my life that was like, you know what? No matter what, I got and we got you, and whatever you need, we are here. And slowly, like things started happening. I ended up getting a job. I at the time I did a pageant you know I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna do the things on me I I went on this mission to love me and stop seeking validation and love from other people and that's how yeah yeah you really had a support system I mean you had a couch to lay on Wow. After I did. That, you still had a couch to lay on. Yeah, and the, the end part, the end part, and I know my story's long and I apologize, but the end part, the the additional level of healing came while I was working on my doctorate. Mm. Because all this was happening while I was in school. I was trying. They were like, no, you wow. can't drop out. I was like, I'm completing a doctorate in ministry. I have no faith, no hope, no. (laughs) They were like, no, just hang in there. And so when I started working on my thesis, which was around faith-based trauma and a spiritually traumatized LGBTQ uh, person of color, Mm. I had to address trauma. And when I started unearthing the, the understanding of trauma and the research and everything, what hit me was I had had unresolved trauma from all of these instances going all the way back to the adoption and this was part of the thread that had been playing out in my life Mm. deep that long story to get to that (laughs) 
was the catalyst of transition for me. And now the original trauma. You've worked through the original trauma. You've understood, you know, where you are and your importance in this uh, universe that we're in right now. And you're helping people. <laughs> you're doing classes. Yes. Like, yes. I, I teach on Tuesdays uh-huh. about relationship wellness mm-hmm. and intimacy, depending on the time of day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have a night class like twice a month on intimacy. And I have, because I, I lost my corporate job when the corona started. So I started, you know, uh, once I got back in the groove of things, because for a minute I was like, everything in the world let me breathe. Nobody started, did, honey. <laughs> That's not Nobody true. Nobody did. That's, like you're just looking not, around. That is not true. I had friends that was pumping out content, pumping out, that they were moving and I was sitting in the corner like, <laughs> I can't believe what's happening. And, yeah, uh, yeah no, it, 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 losing that job and then you know, asked to speak places virtually about LGBTQ trauma. And I had already started, like I had just done a conversation about LGBTQ trauma in Dallas at a conference. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yes, I had LLC my business. I was like, let's go. And then Corona hit. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, let me see where this goes. And I have to tell you in real honesty, like I've had conversations all the way over to people in Turkey. Wow. About, you know, faith-based trauma, uh, but from their lens, it, you know, Islam it was their overall religion, but I was part of the panel, and I just speak about period, not necessarily. So for people who don't necessarily know what that means, what it, what is faith-based trauma? Like, what are some examples of, like, faith-based um, trauma for people who don't know? Absolutely. So faith-based trauma, some people may call it religious trauma. I, I, I make it broader than that because everything doesn't happen always in a religious setting. Mm-hmm. But it's any it's any type of distressing or disturbing experience or experiences cause a person to um, question who they are and God or who God is to them and or is caused... Uh, by somebody else's religious belief or ideology. So let me give you an example. Faith-based trauma can occur in a person who is continuously sitting in service every Sunday and they're hearing doctrine that is who they are, whether they're LGBTQ or it could even be like gender-based. Mm-hmm. Oh, women can't preach, they can't teach, they whatever, but they're consistently sitting inside of that. Mm. And it starts to make them question things about their themselves and their faith journey. It can happen through society. You know, this um, this conversation of who you can love, how yeah. you can love, and, and, and being worried about if you're out and about, are you in harm or danger? And then someone says, well, I'm treating you like this because the Bible says that you're an abomination. Mm-hmm. Or says that you're unnatural. Or let's even go bigger than that. Let's go to governmental. Where, where governmental influence says, 
I can create a law right now that says that you can't adopt your child because that's not that's that's not natural or normal for a couple to be in a relationship in their same gender level. Where would that come from? Where well, our country was built on these Christian tenets. Mm. So these are ways that trauma could occur because could you imagine you've you've gotten to this this conversation with your life partner you are planning on adopting a child and then you're in a state that you can't simply because you're same gender loving it's insane and now if that causes you to be like oh my gosh then what kind of god would allow me to be this mm-hmm. or what kind of or 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 is something really wrong with me? Like, why is it so hard? Like, right. You know, God. If it, I made a different choice in my life, you know, maybe God is punishing me. Mm. So those are examples. Thank you for those examples. Like that really, you know, paints a clear picture. Um, even for for people who may not know that term, you know, people who've been through it or know people who've been through it. Now you can identify, like, oh, that's what that is, and. And that's why she's talking about that, because it is an issue. Yeah, you would be surprised. And when I'm, because again, I'm so amazed. I've been like working with corporations and things around this and think so, because you usually don't see religion part of a corporate experience. But it's people, the, the people that work there, it's sometimes embedded it's like um, implicit inside of the morals or the visions of the company mm. depending on where they're located or right. where you know the CEO like a, a, a Chick-fil-A <laughs> you know what oh, I mean I see. <laughs> I'm just giving an example yeah. you know, yeah. I ain't calling out Chick-fil-A but I'm just saying I want to buy it you know cut me but yeah yeah I got you I totally get it so now that you know you've You've got the education, you know, you're doing the the classes, you're helping people. Like, where do you see your future in? You know, how can people get in contact with you? What kind of resources, you know, if people can't contact you and they've had, you know, to deal with the issues that you mentioned, what kind of resources um, would you refer them to? I know I asked you a bunch of questions, like back to back. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um... So, someone cannot get in touch with me. Like, if they decide, no, I want to talk to you, but who can I talk to? There are organizations that are um, centered around people, I guess you could say, reconcile their sexuality with their faith journey. I mean, if you want me to mention them, I can. Uh, So, there's, like, Parity uh, Inc., which Mm -hmm. is an organization that does that type of work there if you are trying to go through like you need support or your family needs support because you're coming out you can go to pflag there's usually a pflag in in the state school or you can find them online a lot of stuff has gone virtually right virtual rather and so it's places that you might not be immediately connect to you can connect to um there are there are a lot of denominations, so to speak, like that are very inspiring. So you have um, progressive movements, you have like um, UCC, uh, United Church of Christ, and just other 
denominations that move in being affirming and inclusive because they're two different things. Mm. So inclusive, like I welcome, I welcome you. Everybody's welcome here, and affirming is like you're welcome here and you know ah. celebrate and affirm who you are. Ah, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for that clarification. That's, yeah, a, that's so important. They can do research. Um, I I actually keep a list of resources. Mm-hmm. Is I'll make sure I give you the link and you can post it and attach it to this if you yeah. would like it. People can download it, and it's it's just of organizations that they can attach to videos that they may be able to watch or even share with people that need understanding books links right, you know it's, right. a, it's a building list but it is uh, a list that I shared on the list thank you thank you and how do people find you I am <laughs> I mean there I'm in everywhere so R-E-N-A-I-R-A-M-I-N so that's social media platform you can also visit my website pinklovewellness.com and you know sounds like real ego right but it's the truth if you just type Remare I'm in into the google search something Mm -hmm. will pop up that you'll find (laughs) that sounds like facts to me (laughs) that sounds like straight facts (laughs) I want to thank you so much for your time and for sharing and for teaching and making yourself available uh, to just kind of explain some things and, and, and to let people know what type of work you're doing and thank about you. your journey. You. It's no, been a I pleasure. That. I appreciate that. Thank you for having thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate that. I can't wait to see like what you're gonna do next, you know, 2025. I'm about to win this pageant. That's what's getting ready to happen. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, I, I said that right. So y'all gotta wait to July to see if this, you know, if this is fact. But no, I'm running for Miss Full Figured USA, uh, Miss Exquisite Full Figured USA at large, and in the category for my 40 and over sisters, and. Um, yeah. So, so how I'll, can I'll we cheer you on? You can cheer me by following me and uh, like you can vote for me as people's choice. I think it goes to the end of the month or the end of the month, but you can vote for me for people's choice if you uh, go, either go on to MissFullFiguredUSA.org there's, you know, vote for people's choice or you can find my Instagram page. You know how we say link in bio. It's there. <laughs> okay. All right. We got you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we got you. Well thank you so much again.